sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? episode 30 of the Real Person, Real Needs podcast. Hi, I'm Jeff Desiato. Thanks for tuning in this week. And much to Alan Iverson's chagrin, we are going to be talking about practice on today's episode. This is a follow-up to last week where we talked about six words that'll help us turn our passion into our purpose. Last week we talked about having a plan in place on how we can get to where we want to go. Today we're going to be talking about the importance of putting that plan into practice and practicing, practicing, practicing. So when we talk about practice, I'm not just talking about like going out and shooting hoops or, or playing piano, uh, although those things are important and those are good pictures for how we can see the benefits of practice. What I'm talking about is as an entrepreneur, as someone who wants to start something new, maybe you have an idea that you want to see come into, uh, to become a reality. Maybe you want to um, take the, the side business that you have and make it your primary business. Whatever it may be, you can't do it without an outlined plan, which is what we talked about last week. How can I get there? You know, If I want to write a book by the end of the year or maybe by next year, how do I practice those things, practice that plan? And then also uh, the idea of learning skills that we need to have to make that a reality. There's things that we already are capable of doing that we need to enhance, things that we are already moderately good at or successful when we do those things that we need to make them to the point where we are excellent in those areas. And then there are other things that we'll we'll uncover as we make our plan that we'll see when we look uh, at where we want to go as we we set the mark for our destination. There are things that are going to uncover themselves and we're like, oh, I need that skill. I need that uh, that area of expertise and I don't have it. So, it, it, you know, whether that means you know, subscribing to a whole bunch of podcasts um, about startups or, or uh, skills acquisition, that's fine. It may be looking online, reading articles, reading books, whatever we need to do to acquire those skills and then practicing those skills so that we become not only proficient in them, but we excel because you can't do any of the things you want to do if you suck at the things that you need to do in order to get there. Uh, For me, one of my goals this year, and I've started the process, and I I spoke about it last week, is writing a book. And I've put some things in place, and I am so negligent at practicing. I write blog posts. I've written things from time to time, you know, on a regular basis, but really diligently applying myself. I know someone I speak of on the podcast regularly is Ryan Fletcher, and he's the the founder of Agent Marketing Syndicate, which is a huge inspiration for this podcast. But one of the things that he does and he stresses is that he gets up every morning at 4.30 and drives to Starbucks and writes because he's a writer. He's a copywriter. Uh, by experience, but he works specifically in the real estate marketing world and entrepreneur world, and he puts that into practice. He sends out a daily email. Now, I don't barrage my clients with daily emails. I think I, I would chase them away. 
However, those that are interested in what I have to say, maybe they want to get a daily email of encouragement from me. I don't know. Um, it has to do with conversion and, and did you sign up or did I acquire you from some other source? And that's a whole other story. But the idea though behind that is every day using that skill, using that that uh, whatever it may be, that talent and using it so that you don't lose it. You know, that's that's the whole idea of practicing piano and all that stuff. And, you know, I'm negligent in that I've played guitar since I was 11 years old. And as you get older, as you become an adult, you don't feel the need to pick it up as often as I used to. And I plateaued because I stopped practicing. I stopped making that my goal. Now, granted, I, I don't feel regret over that necessarily because ultimately that's not what I want to do with my life. But for those of us out there that have kids or are ourselves young and remember taking those piano lessons. I, you know, I talked to so many people that they took piano lessons, they practiced for eight, 10 years and they can't play a note of music because they didn't have a plan going in. They weren't like, I'm going to do this. I wanna be a piano player. And if they did, maybe that plan was not thought out or fleshed out to the point where they actually applied themselves to the practice because as we'll talk on a future episode, there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be things that get in our way that will make us not want to do that practicing. But it's important that we press on through that. So when I'm talking about practice today, I'm talking about practicing to prepare us for when we actually launch or start up or whatever it is. I'm not talking about the practicing that we do on a regular basis once we have started. This is more about, you know, if you were to look at the, the timeline, you have the inception of the idea or the dream if you if you recall seeing that movie inception of planning that dream within the dream and then it spawns an idea and then you know now that we have an idea of what we want to do how do we get there so the plan was what we talked about last week now it's not plan and then execute because there's a lot that goes in before that practicing is important so if your plan is, I want to publish a book, I want to become a, a published author, or let's say I want to launch my business, you know, I have this idea, I, I, I have this idea for a widget and I want to launch my business to sell this widget online. Well, there's a lot of things you have to do before that. You need to figure out how to set up the, you know, the website, how to set up the shopping cart, whatever it is, there's a lot of things and skills that you need to acquire and put into practice so that it's not this cumbersome thing every time you need to do it. For me, I'm practicing writing and it's cumbersome from time to time. Guarantee you though, and I can tell you this from experience, the more I write, the easier it is. It's when I go a week, two weeks without really sitting down to write something that it's like, oh, and I'm just like clicking like on the on the, the keyboard and it's like one letter at a time trying to come up with a fresh idea a fresh story to tell some new inspiration for for others to hear and, and to benefit from or maybe some article about what's real estate related to educate those that are out there looking to buy or sell real estate when i do it frequently it's like ooh, it's just flowing the juices are flowing it's you know it's it's kind of like if you remember the game nba jam which was awesome arcade game Super Nintendo game, whatever. NBA Jam, you would if you hit three shots in a row, you were what's called on fire, and the the net would light up, and it would fringe and singe the net, and you would just you couldn't miss. 
you know, you would hit shot after shot after shot. That's kind of the idea of practicing. Once you get on your game, then it becomes easy. Then you become, you start to excel. And that's the important thing. Now, I just wanted to do a, to mention a side note. If the podcast sounds different today, uh, I apologize. I actually left my recording equipment in the trunk of my wife's car because I, I use a lot of the equipment for when I perform. I, I perform on the weekends. I play music and, and, and I act, uh, which is one of the reasons why I am an entrepreneur is to have that flexibility. I've talked about it openly on the podcast. Um, but I use some of that equipment to perform and I've had a lot of gigs recently and I left it in my wife's trunk and she took the car uh, today and <laughs> I didn't want to wait because this was the time that I always sit down to record the podcast. I didn't want to delay any further. I was so excited about the content. So I figured I would record it this way, similar to when I record interviews um, and uh, you know we'll put it together. So I apologize. Uh, Thankfully, the recording device on my phone, which is what I'm using, does a great job, and you can still hear it clearly. It just isn't crystal clear, you know, noise canceling and all that. But uh, hopefully, it's it, you're still tracking with me, and it doesn't deter you from listening. Um, so, uh, just a couple quotes to get started on this idea of practicing. There's no glory in practice, but without practice, there is no glory. That's important to remember because nobody sees the practicing that you're doing. For me. And for you, nobody sees that I'm sitting here writing and then holding the backspace key because I just can't get this sentence worded right. There's something that is keeping me from being able to articulate what I think in my head, speak with my mouth. It's hard to get it down and type it out. Nobody's seeing the practice that goes into that. I, I find it interesting. There's a particular podcast, being someone who works in the, in the field of performing arts, um, most you know, and, and in pursuing a, a career in the performing arts, aside from my uh, my business, I listen to this podcast called Off Camera with Sam Jones. I also listen to a podcast called Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and he interview. They both interview people in Hollywood, and what I find really interesting is there's a lot of people that we we you know we see them for the first time. They star in a movie we've never seen them before, and we're like, wow, these people are an overnight success. And you'll hear. You know, news media, entertainment news talk about this person who's an overnight success. And when you actually sit down and listen to someone interview them about their career and the arc of their career, you find out the things that they did over and over and over again. The crazy jobs that they had, the commercials they did in their local town over and over again. All this stuff that you never would have known about this person. But you know what? They were practicing. They were practicing their craft. They were getting work uh, however they could to act so that they weren't just sitting around saying, yeah, I'd like to be in movies someday. They got to work. They did the hard work. And we don't see that, so we think, oh, this person just became successful overnight, and it's not the way it works. It's the case with everybody. I mean, there are always those stories where somebody just kind of happens upon something and they get lucky. And But those people typically aren't the ones who maintain their success because they don't even know how it became success in the first place. Just to put a give you an example from my own life, you know, as I, I speak about pursuing this acting thing, it's difficult. Uh, there's so much competition out there, and my aspirations are not necessarily like Hollywood acting. I would just like to be in a position where I could have my business, uh, you know, fund that dream so that I could fund. Sorry, I'm a little congested, so you can't hear the words that I'm saying clearly. Fund with a D on the end, even though I can't really say it. 
if I can get to a point where my business is funding my pursuit of the performing arts, then I'm happy, even if I'm not famous in the performing arts, just because it's something I'm passionate about. But in the meantime, as I have been uh, not currently in a production, a musical theater production, I've been auditioning, 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 auditioning. Some things I've been able to get, I've turned them down, whatever it may be. And I, I was just talking to a friend about this. The importance for me as I venture into this world is to get better at auditioning. I'm not in a show right now. I mean, I can get better at acting, but unless I'm actually acting, how do I improve acting? There's got to be a practice. I can't act unless I get a gig. I can't get a gig unless I audition. And I can't do well in an audition unless I continue to audition and practice. So that's the idea here. Obviously, as once I get a gig and I start acting and I'm working with other actors and I'm gleaning from a director and their insight and, and the experience from those around me and I'm improving my craft, that's all well and good. That's the idea of once your business is started. However... Before I get to that point, there are still the auditions, the practices that I need to put into place, you know, learning new material, learning monologues, practicing in front of a mirror, whatever I have to do, practicing, watching myself on video, and then going back and saying, yeah, that's not working. That's just a personal example from my own life about what I do. But you can apply those same principles to what you do and what, or what you want to do, if that makes sense. Here's another quote. It's Brooks Robinson, and he is a, uh, a famous baseball player, obviously. If you're not practicing, somebody else is somewhere, and he'll be ready to take your job. So it's the, this idea of if you know how many of us have had this thought where I thought of that, and then I didn't – all of a sudden, they, the, the, somebody invented it. You know, I had this idea for this or that, and then somebody invented it. Oh, that could have been my million-dollar product. Well – you had the idea. Did you put anything into practice to get that idea to become more than an idea, to become a reality? It's important. The problem is, is that we as a society, we see these successful people and we want to get there without any of the work, without any of the practice. My son plays piano. He does not like practicing. He doesn't. I mean, he, he will do it every once in a while. If he gets it, then he doesn't mind practicing. But when it's challenging, when it's hard, he does not want to practice because that's not fun. He does, he loves when there's a recital. He loves to perform. But it's the day-in, day-out practicing that nobody likes. Same with me. I When I get in a show, oftentimes I'm like, can we just get to the performances already? Because the practicing is tedious. Because the practicing is not the part that people see. They don't see the hard work. They see the finished product. But you have to do it. I was driving today on the way to meet uh, a client and I saw this sign and it was in a, a business who were advertising this weight loss supplement, whatever, lose three to five pounds per week safely without exercise. Now it's a selling point. It's a selling point in our society and our culture. Get what you want without having to exert yourself. I'm sorry, but that is just the exact opposite of what you need to do. You know, the no pain, no gain idea. It's it's an adage because it's true. Anything that is a saying is typically based on the fact and that it's lasted because it's a truth. No pain, no gain. Everybody wants to lose weight. I am of the persuasion, and I'm a conspiracy theorist at heart, 
that all of these weight loss things are actually designed to keep you from losing weight so that you continue to come back as a as an unsatisfied customer trying each product instead of using the energy to actually lose weight the right way by eating well and by exercising. It's really simple, but people don't want to do that. They would rather spend time and money reading about this new plan, this new diet, this new process, whatever it is, instead of just taking that time to get out there. Now, I'm guilty of this. I'm like, oh, okay, how can I jumpstart it? But I, I gloss over it and I make the rationalization of the fact that you know, I just want it to be as effective as possible. I want to lose weight, but I want to do it the best. So I want to have the workout plan. I want to get rid of my, my man bosoms. So how do I get there and how do I get there fast without really having to suffer on the treadmill or lift the weights over my head that I, and my arms are dead? I don't want that. But that's the practice. That's what is necessary to achieve the end result. And for some reason, we have such a hard time wrapping our minds around that. Something that I had a hard time with. But you know what? I used to work in banking and I remember starting out and people were so fast on the number keys. You know, the ones on the right-hand side that's like a dial pad upside down. Um, And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, how do people do that? But as I did it, as I entered transactions and I got used to it, like, I am so fast on that because it it becomes second nature. It's the same with people typing. They do their typing exercises to the point where they can just do it. And they know where the keys are. It's all familiar to them. That's the importance. That's the, the positive result of practicing. Practice doesn't make perfect. It makes better. That's a, that's a famous quote as well. And what's more important is Gandhi has, is cited with a quote. says, an ounce of practice is more than a ton of preaching. Because a lot of us say, oh, I could have done that if I just applied myself. Or I could have done that. I just decided not to. Could have, would have, should have. How about you start practicing so that those things are not could have, would have, should have. It's did, been there, done that. Malcolm Gladwell says, practice isn't the thing you do once you are good. It's the thing you do that makes you good. It's really simple. But for some reason, as we grow up, we forget. We tell our kids, you need to practice. Get up there and practice. My mom often talks about the fact that she didn't have to tell me to practice to play guitar because I wanted to. It was a desire within me to be good. It was I, I had a natural uh, aptitude for it, so that helped because it wasn't like torture. But once I got it, I just went and I would practice. I would play for hours. And that is exciting. But there are times when you have to Put, apply yourself and you just don't want to. You just can't. It's too difficult for you to figure it out and to put aside the time, uh, the talent, the treasure necessary to practice. We're like, I just don't have the time. I don't have the ability. But you don't get those things unless you prioritize them, make a plan, and go to work. You can't do it. Alan Iverson actually gets a bad rap for his practice rant. Because if you actually listen to the entire press conference, it's it's kind of taken out of context. I mean, obviously, 
he's talking about the fact that there are more important things to talk about at that particular pri- press conference than the fact that he didn't attend practice. He actually has a quote that says, when you're not practicing, someone else is getting better. People don't often talk about that with Allen Iverson. But that's a truth. When you are not practicing, someone else is getting better. Because other people are there. They're trying to get ahead of you. And if you have that thing that you know you invented something and, and you want to make see that come to fruition in your life, you don't want to be the person that is late to the party. Someone gets ahead of you. Someone had a plan and practiced and got there and got better and, and delivered on the idea that they had and made it a reality. You don't want to be that person. I saw a trailer today. It's for a movie based on true story. If you remember U.S. Airways Flight 1549, you might not recognize that just by the title, but it's the Miracle on the Hudson. If you recall back in 2009, an aircraft with 155 people on it left the airport and had just begun their ascent, and they hit Canada geese and knocked out two of their engines. So the pilot, uh, Chelsea Sullenberger, he's known as Sully, he... (laughs) He successfully ditched the plane. That's a kind of a weird way to say it, but he he landed the plane on the Hudson River, saved the lives of everyone on the aircraft. What's interesting about it is that he's quoted in an interview with Katie Couric, and if you think about it, air, airline pilots, you've been on planes, you always hear they give you the instructions of what to do if we have to make a water landing, right? I mean, how but how often does that really happen? But you know what? I bet these pilots are practicing. They're they're putting in the, the, the idea of hours and hours, thousands of hours in flight experience. You know, you have to be in a cockpit for a certain amount of hours before you can even be a pilot. It's the same thing of, you know, the 10,000-hour rule about, you know, you have to put 10,000 hours into a skill before it becomes something that you're proficient in. So people, you know, obviously they always ask, like, how did you do this? How did you maintain your cool when this near disaster was taking place and unfolding? And you were at the helm, literally at the helm. What were you going to do? He said, one way of looking at this might be that for 42 years, I've been making small, regular deposits in this bank of experience, education, and training. And on January 15th, the balance was sufficient so that I could make a very large withdrawal that's the idea that I want to get across to you what's summed up in that great concise pair of sentences from Chelsea Sullenberger who is the pilot of US Airways flight 1549 I'm going to read it to you again one way of looking at this might be that for 42 years I've been making small regular deposits in this bank of now notice experience education and training it wasn't just yeah I got the credentials to be a pilot so what else do I need no he was building on his experience as new information became available as new technology was released he was educating himself plus he was seeking out others to train him and I'm pretty sure that what he's talking about in that 42 years he wasn't in flight school for 42 years it's not like that formal education it's the idea of him educating himself continuing, practicing, not 
falling asleep in class, or texting. When it's an opportunity to learn, putting aside the distractions and actually putting your hand to the plow. It's important because in our society, we are taught that if things are difficult, if you have to practice and if you actually want something, you just go get it. But nobody tells you how. Nobody gives you the tools to learn. They just teach you what you need to learn to pass the test. But unless, if you leave school and you don't have a desire to continue learning on your own, then you've learned nothing in school. If you don't improve in your craft, if you don't practice what you've learned, then you may find yourself in a situation, a near disaster, and you won't know how to navigate your way out of it because you weren't applying yourself and practicing. This airline pilot was a fighter pilot in the United States Air Force. He had a lot of experience. But I'll tell you what, on that day, he had never landed a plane on the water. But because of the experience, the practice, the time, the effort, the commitment that he made to be the best at what he did, it paid off. And the lives of 155 people have him to thank for that practice that he applied himself to doing. It's important that we do that, folks. Practice does not make perfect, but it does make better. So, as you're listening, as you're thinking, as you're digesting, taking notes, whatever it may be, remember, you cannot skip these steps. You can't take them out of order. You need a plan. If you're going to, I don't know, make a movie, if you, you know, if you dream of, you have this documentary in mind or something, sorry, it always goes back to the performing arts. It's just something I'm very passionate about. If you have something that you want to accomplish, you can't move forward without a plan. You don't know where to spend your time. That's what that's first. Secondly, once you have a plan in place, you know the tools that you're going to need to succeed. You know the skills that you're going to need to succeed, and you can begin to practice those things. Acquire the tools, acquire the skills, apply yourself to learning and to practicing so that you can get better, so that we can move on to the next thing, which we'll talk about next week. Folks, if you have time, email me, jeff at realpersonrealneeds.com, jeff at realpersonrealneeds.com. I'd love to hear from you. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, any other podcatcher that you listen to to get your podcasts. Love to hear from you. Leave a review on iTunes and uh, send me an email if you if this has been speaking to you, if you've been motivated. And continue listening. Share it with somebody you know that needs this encouragement, that needs a framework to move forward, to make their passion into their purpose. And until next week, be real. Keep it real. Thanks a lot for listening and Godspeed. Yeah.